Welcome to the land of abortion and honey. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always shit fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? By the way, guys, we had some technical issues when we were recording this episode, so you might notice that at some point the audio quality might go down a little bit. It's because we had to go back to our backup recording. So just letting you guys know, most of the episode still sounds great, but we might have a few issues here and there. We had to patch it up, so the audio might not be great in certain patches. Just letting you guys know. It's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-U-S. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you saying it twice this time or once? Ah, we got to figure this out. Uh, I got possibly the best Tinder profile I've ever seen in my life. So for anyone that's single, you got to hit Wait, you got, She's Wait, aren't you married? How the fuck are you I, on I, Tinder I, and you're seeing Tinder? Oh my God. Sounds like somebody didn't lose that vanity pound. Yeah, it sounds like that fucking, <laughs> that fat shaman didn't work out oh, as man. well as he thought it would. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm scouting for a friend, first of all. So they're not very technology literate, so they were like, hey, help me out with this dating app shit. So I was like, okay, I'm going to look it up. So <laughs> I was scouting for a friend, and I found possibly the best Tinder profile of all time. So the girl's, first and foremost, she is cripple. Okay, so she's she's in a wheelchair. She looks pretty normal, except her legs are a little skinnier than you would usually want them to be. But that's probably the atrophy from... His- what are legs that are skinnier than you want them to be like? Is it just, like <laughs> just, a, just a bone? Well, you've seen pictures from Auschwitz. Okay, so basically yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, there, there's there's people that are still into that, that look or whatever. So anyway, her, her profile reads as follows. Girls are like parking spaces. The good ones are always taken. So just use the disabled one whilst no one is looking. Oh, I like that. That's a good joke. Yeah, dude. I wonder if yeah. she if she wrote that, she's a keeper. I'm telling you, dude. That's just so clever that I'm wondering if she actually did write. Because Sam, uh, what's his name? Morrill. Is it that his name? Sam Morrill? Oh, Sam Morrill, yeah. Sam Morrill. Is yeah. that what it is? Morrill? Sam Morrill yeah. had a similar joke to that, but I can't remember it. So if she wrote that, then fuck yeah. Put a ring on it. Welcome to episode 74 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 24 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show, either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my right, we have Bobby D. Yo. And to my left, we have Ian. What's happening? Today, we're going to be answering listener questions. We're going to be talking about Indecorous News. And we're going to be taking a deep dive into the decorous history of the great maple syrup heist. Yeah, the great Canadian maple syrup heist. <laughs> okay, all right. That's, so, you know, this should be right up Dom's alley. That Dom may or may not have been a part of it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to also do news, and we're going to close it all out with indecorous state laws. This week we're doing New Mexico. But before we get into any of that, let's welcome our guest today, Mr. Dom Perry, everybody. Should, right. should we qualify that he's a, uh, in fact, Canadian? Yeah, yeah I'm Canadian, I mean, but I, I, like, on... I like met Carlos in the states. I've toured around your. Uh, yeah, we met. Existed. We met in. Uh, you know what's funny, dude? Is one of the guys that just hit up Kayvon yesterday. 
He is the guy that hosted, you remember we were on the last show that they ever did at that casino gig in Michigan? Yes, I do remember that. We're still friends on Facebook. And that was a great show. And then they're like, by the way, it's all over. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> that has to be the first time I've ever heard great show and casino go in the same sentence. Well, you know what? But That's the true. The casino basically got approval to turn it into slot machines. And he's like, get out. No one wants to be entertained. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we uh, stand up loses to slot machines once again. Yeah. And then actually that was in Traverse City, Michigan. And then that was paired with Merrillville, Indiana. And that also, yeah. maybe a year later, they fucking canceled that one too. That one kind of fell in on itself. I think it's the whole complex got rebuilt. They're building something else. But actually, I, for real, I'll tell people this because it's like different rules for drinking in Canada. But uh, there's a time where I was like, Carlos was like, he had a beer and, uh, he was like, hey, you can you walk with this beer. And we like walked the clubs like in a big complex that's connected to the hotel. And we just casually walked along the hallway with a beer in my hand. And I was like, oh, it feels great, you know, and because uh, you can't do that here. And then we got to Carlos's room and he was like, I don't think you knew how to roll a joint, but you were like filling up your beer that you bought oh, yes. in your hotel room with beer you got <laughs> that was cheaper. Oh, <laughs> you're, like, filling up our glass. So we'd go to your room and get like basically fill up these unending glasses that no one commented on. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that was my move for a while because like they would give you a glass like of draft. You got you had to get the draft beer. Yeah. So when I was getting too close to the bottom because the hotel was just attached, it was the whole complex was attached. So I just walk out out of the comedy club with my glass, go to my room, fucking fill it up with the six pack or whatever that I had in my room. Fucking then you never have to buy another beer again. Just have well, to get if that that's, one glass. If that's what there's one thing you learn doing comedy, it's how to drink the cheapest. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, if they don't want me to do that, they just comp all my drinks. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> well, you, you do that thing where it's like everyone knows if you're on the gig, like within the first month, we'll say of it happening, like the staff is always like super pumped to have comedy and they like are very nice and will give you free drinks. Then you come back a year later and they're like, fucking comedian. Oh, yeah. You dude. pay up front. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Always a problem. It was a it was a running joke. My buddy, Paul Hooper, actually, we, we mentioned Paul Hooper so much, he should be like a fucking guest host or whatever. But have you ever met Paul Hooper, Dom? I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did the San Francisco competition. There. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, I remember oh, that. Nice. I, I got along with that guy great. He's great. Paul, is, yeah, Paul's Paul awesome. is Paul is awesome, but Paul used to be a gigantic alcoholic, and he went sober like 10 years ago. But when he was an alcoholic, that was the running joke, was if you went to a comedy club and they weren't comping drinks anymore, it's because Paul Hooper must have come through here. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a few like we we have a couple comics up here. It's like they got drunk and then they like it's a casino gig and they picked a fight with like the security. Good lord! Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, what did it for Paul? They kicked him out of a bar and he called in a bomb threat at the bar. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. That's, wow. Yeah, Paul. Paul was a that's fucking next level stuff. Yeah, he was a fucking maniac. But yeah, he's a. He did, but he, he was creative. Yeah, and that's the that's the real. Yeah. There's a positive of it is you're like this guy. This guy's fucking. You should be writing stuff. I think I think that's what that's why he got away with it for so long is because he was fucking funny. Like he was crazy, but he would do creative, funny shit, so people were more willing to fucking look the other way. Well, anyway, we're going to start it out, guys. We'd like to open the show with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions sent to us, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. The first question is always, where do I send questions? And that is to indecorouscomedy at gmail.com. Or you can just hit us up on our social media, Facebook, Instagram at Decorous Comedy, Twitter at IndecorousPod, 
and Patreon at Indecorous Comedy. And Bobby, how do you spell Indecorous? That's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. That is correct. Our first question comes from Carla. And again, these questions are open for everybody. She asks, would you fuck a girl with Tourette's? And my answer is yes, and I don't see why you wouldn't. Like, I don't see why. I don't know what kind. Like, there's different kinds of Tourette's. There's physical Tourette's where they just punch you. Oh, shit, really? Okay, see, now... Now (laughs) now he's definitely in. Yeah, you gotta, like, stipulate. (laughs) Like, it also would be weird if it was, like, you're fucking a girl, and she's like, I'm 13! You're like, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? That's a great point, Dom, because I was assuming that you knew going into it that she had Tourette's, but what if you don't? What if you don't know that she has Tourette's and it just expresses itself when you're in the middle of fucking? That's a great point. I'm a six-year-old boy, be boy. Like, oh, uh, my question is: Could either of you guys, can any of you guys detect it if it just showed up spontaneously, or would you think it's all part of the fun? Well, that's the thing. Like, how do you fucking know? I and first of all, this is why I love doing the podcast is because I didn't know there was different kinds of Tourette's, and I never thought like, oh yeah, what if it's just expressing itself while you're in the middle of fucking? So I don't know. Now I'm on defense. I mean, I don't know how. Would you do it, Dom? I I don't think I would. Just because I'd be turned off by the like, if they didn't tell you and they're just saying weird shit, I'd be like, uh, fucking open micers, you know, I wouldn't want to hang out. <laughs> yeah, they're trying out material on you while you're in the middle of fucking. <laughs> they keep saying the N word for no reason. I get it. You're <laughs> shit, that's right. You're edgy, buddy. It sounds like she might be hitting on you. What if she's saying you know, the N word? Maybe that's, that's <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a pickup line. Would you fuck a girl with threats? All right, let's go. <laughs> I was looking at it from like the perspective of like the traditional, oh, this person says cocksucker or whatever every once in a while. But yeah, I can see how it can get really fucking weird after a while. Yeah. I guess there's such a a range, you know, how that expresses itself that, yeah, you you want to know what kind of threats first. That's a good point. Yeah, you know the worst thing I think would be if you had Tourette's and a stutter. I'd, I'd be out. Oh 100%. my god! Can you imagine that shit? <laughs> they want to say motherfucker, but they're caught like m- 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 and they're like, I can't, man. We are not fucking tonight. I yeah. So to answer the question now, I'm gonna be like, you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, obviously these are all hypothetical questions, but at the end of the day, you're likely not to find out that she has Tourette unless she's like super open about this shit, like going into it you're not going to find out the question should be actually would you stop the sex at that point once it starts getting weird oh yeah or would you finish like a champ I mean, right <laughs> I, I don't know that's a tough one yeah i don't know i'd say no i'm out yeah i saw a documentary once where it was like just normal people with tourettes and it was like a, a girl walking around with her mom shopping and she kept saying the n-word the cashier was a black lady and i was like i just can't like i and like they, they're very apologetic and stuff like that. But I'm like, then what are you like? Hey, what are you doing later? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then yeah. she's like, what Tourette's? I don't have Tourette's. That's just how I talk. Yeah. 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 I just say the worst thing possible. You're fat. You're gross. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all the time. Oh my God. So yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go with, if I don't Most know. Most likely. Yeah, that's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with I'm desperate. Fuck yeah. it. Beggars can't yeah. be choosers is what I'm going with. I'm going to downgrade my answer to probably. <laughs> All right. The second question comes from Kayla. Kayla asks, would you rather battle a horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Oh, easy. That's easy. Yeah. 100 duck-sized horses. Yeah. I just, just stamp them. Uh, there's not even a choice. Are you kidding me? I'd just jump and land on 20 of them. Put on yeah. some of those soccer cleats and have some fun. 
I feel like I would still lose the fight against the duck-sized horses because I would just tire out trying to pet all of them. Oh, because <laughs> they're so fucking adorable. Yeah. I'd hang some sugar cubes in front of a tipped-up lawnmower and they just walk into it themselves. <laughs> it's an easy battle. Yeah. Are any of these duck-sized horses, like, do they have Tourette? Oh, see? Now when you fucking throw that wrinkle in it, dude. Because then Carlos is definitely fucking him. <laughs> Am I fucking these horses? <laughs> what is the? What are these horses' policy on the N word? <laughs> I can't imagine wanting to fight a duck the size of a horse. They're just gonna bill you. Yeah, they're vicious, man. You won't die. You're just gonna be really annoyed. Yeah, and that's right. I forget that ducks are like fucking mean, right? They're only fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do ducks, geese, any, man, all that shit. <laughs> Maybe I've just been attacked by too much wildlife. <laughs> we have Canadian geese, and that's probably on a duck-sized scale. That's probably like a turkey-sized duck. And Canadian geese are fucking aggressive. They're like a genuine threat. You're afraid of these things. Really? <laughs> I can't imagine a horse. Yeah. As soon as they put their neck down close to the ground, fucking run. They do not stop. <laughs> yeah, geese are like... I swear, every, geese choose violence. I mean, they have the most aggressive posture, and if they have fucking little baby geese, watch the fuck out. Oh, yeah, I don't know much about geese, but I have seen pretty hilarious videos of ducks chasing around children. <laughs> it's like a horror film where, like, a tentacle breaks through from some monster, like the door's almost closed, but you're like, oh my god, and that's the goose's head. Like, <laughs> it just will not stop. And its eyes are red. And it, it eats its own shit all day. It's just it, it shouldn't exist. Wait, are you <laughs> nasty geese? I mean, are you are you serious right now, or is that how much you hate geese that you're just making up shit trying to ruin their reputation? They actually <laughs> no, eat their own shit. No, man. Try to fuck with a goose once. You'll learn. Fuck around and find out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dumb. So, are they called Canadian geese when you're in Canada? I mean, do you just call them fucking? Yeah, we geese? call them Canadian geese. Okay. I don't really know why, because we could just say it's a it's a goose, but <laughs> I think we say that because they migrate. Like they spend a good chunk of time up here. Yeah. And then they go down to Florida and then they, they're like old people. <laughs> like, Just very aggressive all the time. They show up at like way before it's open and they're angry. <laughs> like, Using the N word. <laughs> Let me in this cracker barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I think happens. I think we got to the bottom of this. They train in Florida and then they go back to Canada and fucking kick ass. Yeah. They learn from Florida, man. They honestly like. Yeah, if I think about a duck on a horse size scale, I just think about four geese just with purpose, and I just, I'm out, I can't. Imagine a regular sized horse running into town full speed, and then as it gets close, you see there's a duck in the saddle, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> good lord, and they have Tourette's, it's like the worst of all wars. Just wearing a World War One helmet for whatever reason. <laughs> oh no, it's McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> for no fucking reason it's Scottish. let's do it i think that's the next season of ducktales aren't they bringing <laughs> back ducktales i think that's what they're doing oh, i forgot about ducktales yeah all right we got our last question this comes from <laughs> heather she asks what do you think the afterlife looks like and i guess this is something you would really have to think <laughs> about if you have a horse-sized duck <laughs> or goose coming at you I feel like that, that's, I think it's like the second or third Superman movie, like the old ones where the people are trapped in that shard of glass spiraling through the universe. Oh, that's probably, yeah. That's probably the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, you're just floating through the universe frozen. Yeah, you're, but you're like, because they show them like 
angry, like they're pounding, like, oh, come on. I think that's what death is like. You're just like, I wish I could have a good time, but you're just destined to float around. I think it depends on if you feel like the people that achieve the afterlife are those very pious kind of goody two-shoe Christian types, because (laughs) if that's the case, then there'll be a lot of goofy words in place of swear words, a lot of shucks and doohickeys, lots of missionary sex, and probably not a whole lot of fun, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I've heard people say is like if the afterlife is you're hanging out with all the fucking boring people that were around in life, then fucking send just send me to hell sort of thing, right? Yeah. If that is your view of the afterlife, then why the fuck would you want to go there? I think the worst thing would be if you find out there's no heaven or hell, it's just all the same bucket you end up in, no matter what you did. It's it's like the DMV. Yeah. There was never any way you were not going to get in line. It's just unavoidable. <laughs> yeah, so like the old... The ultimate thing that would suck is in that case is like if you thought you lived your whole life being just a real pious, happy-go-lucky Ned Flanders type and you could have killed like 50 people and it would have been the same difference. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> You've just been fighting that urge the yeah, whole time. You find that out while spiraling in a piece of glass <laughs> in the middle of the universe. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you just get flashes of, yeah, every fucking woman you could have fucked. I was so pious. So fucking pious. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pious. <laughs> like I can see a fist in the air while somebody yells, I was so pious. Uh, honestly, it's you're probably like just as detached, but somehow still present. Like Melania Trump kind of vibe. Where you're just like, <laughs> you exist, but you don't ever seem to touch her. There's no smell. You know, like you just seem to be a vampire in the, in the you're daylight. just like your body's there, but you're not really there. I mean, I've, I've had that feeling when I've done stand up yeah. where I'm like, I, my body's here. Like she's gotta have, she's gotta have like every coping mechanism possible in a human being oh, yeah. to be existing right now. Well, yes, of course, my husband that I love and support. She would be like the ultimate unbreakable POW. Like I don't know how you could break Melania Trump at this point. She's been, she's, she can detach <laughs> like nobody. I think she probably snap if a man that wasn't disgusting touched her in a caring way once. She'd be like, no, don't remind me of what I could have had. Yeah, I can't experience love anymore. <laughs> um, I feel bad. But anyway, yeah, in, if everything ends and it comes to like an afterlife, it's for sure that shard of glass in the universe <laughs> floating around. I know, I know it's like shitty. I've just known this my entire life. And I just, there's no point. I mean, indecorous, decorous, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Same bucket. I just picture you with like a bullhorn and like a sign uh, letting the public know about this. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dude in downtown Toronto that we all were worried died during COVID and he believes in God and he, he does have, I don't know what mental thing he has, but he only says one word and he just screams out randomly. And he'll be like, believe! And like, it's loud. His face shoots across the whole like square. But we miss that guy, you know? But he, he's like, he is honestly the perfect marriage of Tourette's and this heaven idea. That's what he does. He just yells out, believe. <laughs> does he like do it with different inflections if he's trying to like beg for food or if he's trying to have a friendly conversation? <laughs> I don't think he has control over it and there's no timing to it. It just, it, if you're not from the area, like if you're a tourist, it terrifies you because it's just a guy. Believe! <laughs> like, like, wow. He just stands there with a the Bible. He doesn't say anything else but believe. You can't engage him in conversation. He doesn't seem to speak that much, if at all. We all call him, it's the believe guy. We just know him as the believe guy. I would, I would love to meet the person that converted to Christianity because they met the believe guy. 
was like, I was, I, know. I never, yeah. Like, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, I was agnostic my entire life, but then this motherfucker yelled, believe. He's like, got a good single word point. You know what? That's what we need nowadays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's very concise. <laughs> Nobody put it that simply. Ages ago, like good 20 years ago, I was hanging out with some friends and we got up for drinks. We were heading home and there was these like abortion protesters people, you know, uh, with the big signs. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them noticed my buddy who we were with and he was like, hey, but like Patrick, what's up? And it was like a friend of his from like high school. We had to do that whole thing where you're like, oh, oh, hey, I've never met them. Nice to meet you. And then he's like, so what's up, man? It's been a long time. And he's like, oh, not much. You know, still the same girl. Not addressing that he's got a huge picture of a fetus with like an arrow pointing <laughs> at the Oh, damn. It was the most awkward. Being Canadians is a fun vibe, but sometimes it's weird like that because you're like super polite. You're not going to be like, oh, you're not going to bring up the abortion sign? Not at all. Yeah, gonna, okay. <laughs> all right. Nice seeing you, buddy. Hope to see you again soon. Bye. Yeah, we, we, have, an, we have an appointment here next week, so we'll, we'll be seeing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, believe! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to our next segment. This is Indecorous News. This is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. And this first story, Ian submitted this one, which is actually from five years ago. It's not really new, but I did an update on it, though. So uh-huh. like, so I, I, I got the original story, Ian, and then I found out what they did afterwards. So it's gonna, it'll work out. And, it'll, it'll work and then out. he added the words, sweet Papamon. How dare you, Bobby, suggest that I'm adding that. That's in the articles. All right. And again, this is very appropriate with our guest today. The headline is, Canada Town reconsiders slogan after 55 years. So, Dom, you might have already heard this story, but this is news to us. <laughs> It's not even Canadian town. It's just Canada town. Canada town. Where in Canada town? (laughs) Downtown Canada? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bobby, you can read the first paragraph. Many residents of tiny Tisdale, an island-like hamlet of 3,200 on the Saskatchewan prairie, are proud to call their town the rape capital of Canada. Since 1960, Tisdale's rare visitors have encountered welcome signs promoting the village as the land of rape and honey. And many locals want to keep it that way, according to town official Sean Wallace. From what I understand, a lot of people feel there's a tradition involved in that. Uh, That's something I can't fault. Jesus Christ. Well, dude. (laughs) I know why. I know why. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to it. But I mean, I still think it's one of those where I've said this for a long time. Where anytime the the justification for doing something is this is the way we've always done it, it's never a good enough it, justification. It, well, isn't isn't a rape? Isn't that like an old sword or something? What isn't a like a, a rape? Isn't that a an old type of? sword? Well, I mean, I guess like that's an, what you use when you rape. Well, but no, that's not what we're getting at here. <laughs> different different no, use case, but I think there is a rape and a sickle and some crazy shit. No, like there's that, a, but... it's a rapier. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's the way they go. No, that yeah. was the improved model there. And they, they took the, the rape yeah. support and they improved and they made yeah. it the rapier. We're still waiting on the rape, yes. People keep showing up there going, you're telling me this isn't the place of swords and honey? <laughs> yes, right. But I'm, but I'm with the locals. Though. I mean, if, if I had a city and our beloved slogan was land of biscuits and fucking, 
I mean, I'd probably want to keep it that way too. I wouldn't want to give it well, up just yeah, for some PC that's pussies. A, well, I mean, and that's how your mind works, Ian. You just equate rape with fucking. It's, you see no difference between those two. It's, no, I think no, he, he equated biscuits with rape. No, no, biscuits. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Ian, we're going to get can go ahead and do the next paragraph. All right. All the same, decades of complaints and growing embarrassment recently inspired the town to launch a survey of its citizens to see if they would prefer to update the slogan, which uses... The traditional name of rapeseed, a mustard-like plant that blankets the treeless fields for hundreds of kilometers in every direction from Tisdale. The tradition began when crop scientists in neighboring Manitoba developed an edible variety of rapeseed from the Latin rapum for turnip, which had been <laughs> what previously... What an unfortunate u- Latin translation, rapum and turnip. Oh, dude, that's, that's a rough translation. Right yeah, there. dude. So which had been previously used solely to produce industrial oils, now grown widely around the world for use as a cooking oil, rapeseed was renamed canola for Canadian oil early in its existence for obvious marketing reasons, but not in Tisdale. So they just were like, we're going to keep the shit the original way. We're going to call it rape shit. And yeah. everyone else wants to call it canola oil. Be all frou-frou-y with it. We're going to keep it <laughs> yeah, on the real. Right. You know? All the cucks call it canola. <laughs> <laughs> I was born calling it rape grease, and I'll die calling it rape grease. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys still call it Canadian oil there or just oil? I think we just call it canola oil because legit, I never even knew that it was ours or that it was an acronym. I've definitely heard of old towns in Canada being named weird shit. There's a swastika Ontario. What? What? Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can Google it. It's been brought up many times that they should change it. And they're like, <laughs> nope, it was swastika before Hitler, and it was swastika after. Heritage like, not okay. hate. Yeah, heritage not hate. Yeah, that's like the guy that had the fucking Hitler mustache before Hitler. And he's like, nah, fuck it. I had this shit before, man. Yeah. There's also a, there's a town in Alberta called Slave Lake. Uh, they haven't changed that. Slave? Oh, Slave Lake. I yeah. I thought you were talking about like, like Flavor Flav, like... Yeah, Flave Lake. <laughs> I'm just out here fucking bitches. Yeah, everybody wears a fucking giant clock around their neck. Exactly. Well, they changed. Uh, there's a, there's literally a town called Asbestos, Ontario, that was founded on the asbestos <laughs> business, where they just mined asbestos. It's right next to mesothelioma, or mesothelioma, Ontario. Straight up, dude. That like for sure caused a whole industry in the states because we we get those those commercials in the states are everywhere, but we do not have that here, and it's so mystifying. Oh really? Oh wow. Great. Wow. So they changed the name from asbestos to like something random because they were like, we don't want to be associated with that anymore i'm like okay no one cared about that one how about the one down the street that suggests that you own a slave yeah (laughs) well i'll read this next one residents are quite passionate about the issue according to wallace but not because they consider the slogan insensitive there's some residents who feel i should be educating people about what rapeseed is and there's some people who feel i should look at rebranding because it's no longer called rapeseed anymore he said it's called canola among other questions, the survey that they had asked potential Tisdale entrepreneurs whether or not they would like to promote the current town brand, Land of Rape and Honey, on your marketing material. <laughs> be honest, they don't have any local entrepreneurs. <laughs> you know what I want to meet? I want to meet the local entrepreneur that was like, yeah, I hate honey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the, I guarantee you, this town barely has the internet. <laughs> Do not yeah, have a right. fucking guy who's like, 
I figured out a new way to make seed. <laughs> They're like, hey, rape seed, you know, like Republicans want you to carry the term. Welcome <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> to the land of abortion and honey. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. After a three-month survey, officials said 57% of respondents were in favor of rebranding, while 36% were all about that rape. The town council then voted to get rid of the slogan and a year later replaced it with the moniker Opportunity Grows Here, which is a reference to how opportunity has a tendency to not wither in Tisdale and actually increases in size. <laughs> Though the new slogan is much less controversial than the previous, Tisdale's tourism board does expect to take a temporary hit as it experiences declining business from vacationing Canadian honey enthusiasts and rapists. Mm. <laughs> These guys came to the PC babies. Yeah, dude. I, just, I, I blame all these like leftist universities. They're not understanding that rape's essential. But okay, whatever. <laughs> yes, right. How are we to procreate if we're going to get this fucking PC about it? <laughs> like, I, I, honest to God, you know that's one of those generational things where it's just like, the mayor is 90 and doesn't want to change it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on, change it. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to change it. It's just, you, have, you have to wait for people to die for some major changes sometimes. And that, and that's exactly right, man. That's exactly. I was just yeah. thinking about that the other day. It's just like, oh, my God. we Like, shit will eventually change, but you got to wait for a whole fucking slew of old people to die before you yeah. can, like, make a change that should have happened 40 years ago or something. If you think about it, COVID is really a form of social justice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great take. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our second story. This one actually was submitted by a listener. This happened about three months ago, but actually that's a lot closer to the rape one. So this, you know, this will work. Oh, actually, by the way, did you guys know that Ministry had an album called The Land of Rape and Honey? You know, Van uh, Ministry? Them. It was named after this town. Uh, Jurgensen, the lead singer of Ministry, saw that on like a mug or something. And he was like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to name my album The Land of Rape and Honey. So, <laughs> anyway. It's funny if Tintel adopted that song as like their town song or something. Played yeah, their yeah, right, Basketball yeah. games or something. Fucking Al Jurgensen, <laughs> fucking heroin addict. That's going to be their <laughs> spokesman. Look at that what, a, what a lame story behind that, though. You're like, why'd you name it that? Uh, I was at a diner, I just ordered a coffee, you know, you know, I like my coffee, and then there's mugs <laughs> come. <laughs> so this really quaint town in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, God's speaking to me through the mug right now. Yeah. I'm going to lay down some hard-ass shit. <laughs> All right, so again, this next story, it's a few months old, but still newer than the other one. So the headline here is Priest recorded having group sex on altar of Pearl River, Louisiana church. And Ian, you can do the first paragraph. Ooh, spicy. Okay, so the lights inside St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River were on later than usual on September 30th. So a passerby stopped to take a closer look. Peering inside, the onlooker saw two half-naked women using plastic sex toys while engaging in intercourse on the altar with Pastor Travis Clark who was still partially wearing his priestly attire, kinky. The women were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots. There were sex toys and stage lighting and a mobile phone, as well as a separate camera were mounted on tripods recording it all. So these fuckers were doing like some legit porn shooting at the church, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. This wasn't just like some like random fuck. This guy's like, it's a whole fucking production. 
I like how they they threw in the stage lighting where they're like corsets, high heeled boots, sex toys. Wait a second, stage lighting? Is this professional? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It seems like like a fucking uh, vivid entertainment fucking rent in the so, church. So this is what happens when you don't tithe enough. The pastor has to moonlight as a fucking triple X porn star and bring in a whole production crew to try to raise some money. I mean, this church ain't paying for itself. <laughs> you guys cut rape out. All I got is fucking honey. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, you can do the next paragraph. The eyewitness took a video and called the Pearl River Police, who arrived at the church and viewed that recording. Officers then arrested the Reverend Travis Clark, pastor of Saints Peter and Paul since 2019, on obscenity charges. Public records show that one of the women, Mindy Dixon, 41, is an adult film actor who also works for hire as a dominatrix. On a social media account associated with Dixon, a September 29th post says she was on her way to the New Orleans area to meet another dominatrix and defile a house of God. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. That sounds yeah, like a fun They were party. not trying, yeah, they were not, well, at least this one, Mindy Dixon, was not trying to hide what she was actually fucking doing, I guess. And apparently he got arrested, not because he fucked in a church, because I guess they're really, not really illegal. Yeah, there's no law against that, but apparently it was within view of the public, and that's why they got arrested. It was within public view. Obviously, you're not if you're a priest. You're not supposed to do this shit. But... <laughs> it's just, it's just like, did you know that baby Jesus could see you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know you're supposed to cover in a blanket that's like a hundred thread or whatever the fuck? So I just, I just thought some COVID restrictions were getting out of hand. <laughs> Can't right. even film porn anymore, you know? Actually, the arrests marked the latest scandal to befall the Archdiocese of New Orleans after a different North Shore priest, the Reverend Pat Whittingney, reportedly disclosed on October 1st to Archbishop Gregory Imond that he had sexually abused a minor in 2013. So this is the thing, is like, as fucked up as this whole story sounds, it's still way milder than a lot of the fucking shit that the catholic church the chimo, basically yeah oh it's yeah it's nothing yeah this actually doesn't yeah. even register yeah this uh, is just consensual but adult. i guarantee you the dude the dude who was fucking those two girls with sex toys on stage lighting is probably in more trouble it was like the church is weird where they're like well okay you did molest a minor but you told me so you you also have a good behavior yeah there yeah i forgive you <laughs> Ian, you can do the next one all right, Clark, who was ordained in 2013, had recently been named chaplain of Pope John Paul II High School in Sildale. In addition to his duties at Saints Peter and Paul, at the high school he succeeded Wadney, who had resigned from that position this summer over inappropriate text messages sent to a student. The archdiocese announced it had suspended Clark from ministry the day after he was arrested. Yeah, so this guy was actually replacing the dude that was sexting kids. And then he did all this other shit. This shit's wild. So that begs the question, are they going to be like, well, I think it's more naughty for you guys to be having consensual sex with sex toys. Back to bringing more child molesters in. Let's just switch this guy out. I just like the, the idea where they're like, okay, we for sure got you sexting this girl. I resign then. And they're like, okay, so you're totally <laughs> yeah. filming porn. You're like, well, you're suspended. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, and that's what's so fucked up about this whole shit is that, all right, this guy was uh, suspended, and uh, meanwhile, a lot of the child molesters, they okay, well, we're just going to have to send you to another parish or whatever. To, your punishment is you're going to have to fuck kids in another county. That's what you're going <laughs> to Oh man, I had John Pope the second high school in Slidell. <laughs> I was almost at the top. That's right. All right, Bobby, you can do this last one. 
Catherine Walsh, a gray-haired Republican woman with glasses and teeth that likes wearing purple earrings <laughs> and was a parishioner at Clark's church, stated that Clark was well-liked by the congregation and not thought of as a perv that liked banging broads at church and recording it to jerk off to later and maybe even put online for other people to look up and jerk off to. What upsets me is, why did he have to do that there, Walsh said. I'm upset for all of us, the parishioners of the church. Why there? Yeah. That's what she's upset about. Like, you know, why can't he just fuck them at the pews? You know, there's yeah. plenty well, of pews. It's the acoustics, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. wait, wait, till, wait till she hears what happened in the confessional. <laughs> you, if you notice, there's all this makeup and sex toys and stage lighting, but they didn't have to work on any sound because it's natural acoustics in there, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Take a recording engineering class, you fucking bitch. You know what? You just stay a great-haired Republican woman with glasses and teeth, you basic whore. <laughs> Goddamn, Dom. You're fucking brutal, bro. You're a savage. <laughs> fucking savage. This poor person. You know, they gotta go to, to church afterward and be like, so that's where it happened. Eh? Right yes, in front of us. That's right. There. Dude, you know how they bring, they'll bring like a UV light into a hotel room to show you how disgusting <laughs> yeah. they are? Oh, they need to start bringing those into church. I actually, in the article, I didn't put it in the story, but in the article they did talk about how if uh altar or some kind of church thing is desecrated, then they have to do a ritual to cleanse it. And so they, whatever, the archbishop or some shit had to come in there to wipe the pussy juice off of the altar. Oh my God. It just, <laughs> so, he just comes in, small prayer, Lysol wipes all over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I think that's how it is in the, the, the Vatican Council. They flew too. me in from Rome for this. Just wipe <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> Could you imagine if Lysol got in the game and they did an ad and they're like, up for fucking anything and then Lysol, you know? Well, yeah, Catholic Church is so fucking ritualistic that they probably have like a cardinal that's just assigned to do this shit. Cardinal Francisco from whatever the fuck has to come in with the Lysol. <laughs> yeah, it's like a specific <laughs> Swiffer nozzle for cleaning up children's ears. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to get into our indecorous deep dive, everybody. We build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week, we will be talking about indecorous history of the great Canadian maple syrup heist. This deep dive was written by Bobby. So, Bobby, I'm going to let you start it off because I didn't know anything about this. Well, to be fair, when when it was my turn to write this week's script, you guys were basically just like, I don't know, come up with something Canadian. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a Deadly do right episode or something. Yeah, so hey, I, this I'm is never, what we got, fellas. Okay. Well, to be fair, like we have other crimes. There was like the Underground Railroad ended in Canada. You know, and they said like when it got here that the pillows weren't that comfortable. But oh my you know. god! Well, that was a little too controversial for the podcast, so I didn't want us to fucking delve into that. But you guys do have uh, what is it, Carla Hamolka? Did I say that right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that bitch. Yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> but all right, well, that's for another episode. But yeah, we're, we're keeping that's, it light. This there's one. a Netflix documentary thing. It was yeah. Don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, about, she get. Uh, that's that whole thing, because it's not just her. It was her and Luca Magnata. Luca, yeah, that's right. I, okay. I forgot. I mean, see, I knew about her before the documentary. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything. But <laughs> well, Yeah, I mean, 
She's kind of hot. I get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, hook up with her. Hook yeah, up yeah, with her yeah. at the Catholic Church in Sedell. Why not? You know? Yeah, you know, as long as she doesn't have Tourette's, I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do the the first paragraph of this. Uh, I can only imagine very violent and gruesome heist. <laughs> so when you hear the word heist, you think of movies like Ocean's Eleven or The Italian Job. Or the Loomis Fargo heist from back in the day, all of them involving cash or gold. Probably haven't heard of the more bizarre heists over the years, like an entire 11-meter bridge getting jacked in Ukraine, hundreds of tons of white sand stolen from a beach in Jamaica, or a $25,000 tank containing liquid nitrogen, bull semen, and bull embryos from a farm in Canada. Uh, now tonight we're going to talk about the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist. Now I'm filling it down on me. I want to know yeah, about why, the who bull wants to hear about all that. <laughs> you picked the wrong one, bro. I yeah. did. Yeah, I went with the less interesting story. Nah, you can get bull semen anywhere. That maple syrup's hard, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a fridge. It's just full of full of it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make some bull semen tonight if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Huh? Come on now. Yeah, it's like Shake Shack. That's all it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next one. From 2011 to 2012, a group of thieves stole nearly 10,000 barrels of maple syrup from a warehouse in Quebec. While it sounds like a strange target for theft, keep in mind that a barrel of pure maple syrup is worth up to 25 times more than a barrel of crude oil. Unless they specifically spell it out on the menu, that bullshit you get on your diner pancakes is not maple syrup. Really? Is this true? Yeah. So we're talking some yeah. aficionado level shit. So what is it? Yeah. Like corn syrup oh. with fucking some added flavoring or some shit? Pretty much. They kind of fuck with you guys down there because we got the real shit here. And that is pricey, dude. It's super pricey. Yeah. Even at Costco, it's like $11 for a liter of it. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Because the other it's, stuff, it's just sugar and water. So this might actually be more valuable than the bull semen you were referencing earlier. I mean, I don't want to have two passions butt up heads like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Sophie's Choice over here. <laughs> Welcome to the land of semen and honey. <laughs> well, when the theft was finally discovered, almost 19 million worth of maple syrup was stolen, making it the most valuable heist in Canadian history. To understand how and why the operation was planned, it's important to first understand the maple syrup industry. More than 70% of the world's maple syrup supply comes from Quebec, and virtually all the maple syrup that comes from Quebec is controlled by the FPAQ, F-P-A-Q, the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. All right, I'm guessing that's a French acronym, because otherwise it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. It's they're, like FARC, you know? Yeah, like FARC, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're the FARC of Canada. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're often likened to a cartel, and when you consider how forcefully they operate, it's easy to see why. Okay, so that's part of it, though. Like, they, they have a cartel that kind of controls the prices of maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's, that's like a French thing, though. They're, like, pretty aggressive with everything. But they also have a fuck ton of maple syrup that's made in Ontario. But we're like, whatever, it's willy-nilly. Throw it on the road. Who cares? You know? <laughs> this is really? one of those scenarios where, like, if you cross the cartel... Are they just going to be like, oh, it's cool, man. And just like, you apologize. And they're like, whatever. Or are they going to try to kill you? Is, are they <laughs> yeah, stereotypical right. Canadian or are yeah. they like the cartel cartel? Yeah, that's right. And like the Quebec government is so litigious, dude. They'll just sue you endlessly. That's the only province that was like, you know what? You know what will end COVID? Everyone go to bed at 8 p.m. Everyone, <laughs> even the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find a home, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, Ian, you can do this next one. Certain producers are limited to a very strict quota, 
and any excess is stored in a reserve known as the International Strategic Reserve across what? different warehouses in Quebec. Maybe All right, God. so we have, because I know America's got a strategic reserve of oil, but they have one for maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, you used to. <laughs> yeah, no, all right, all right. You know, the good old days. I'm, you know, I'm trying to make America great again. <laughs> Man, so whenever you say international strategic reserve, Canadians just know, oh, you're talking about the maple syrup. Yeah, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if shit hits the fan, you got to take care of those pancakes. It's like a very common Canadian thing that, like, because right now we have a surplus of weed because it's legal here. And they're like, where they store it, they've estimated they have three years worth of weed. Oh, my God. And they're like, but they're only they're only allowed to sell X amount oh, wow. for the storefront. So this artificially, this is created. We're like, we have a strategic reserve of weed now. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so this is just a fancy name for when you have too much of something, really. Yeah, we're it's like Overstock.com, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's like I have a strategic reserve of supermarket bags. Yeah. All right. Certain producers are limited to a very strict quota, and any excess is stored in a reserve known as International Strategic Reserve across different warehouses in Quebec. Taking a page from the oil and diamond industries, these syrup producers tightly control the supply to keep prices high. And our asses feeling fancy getting that tiny little bottle with our Cracker Barrel waffles. Fucking Dom, you fucking called it, bro. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's how we get our money back. You guys fuck us over on Softwood. I don't give a shit, bro. <laughs> 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 fucking trade wars, man. This is how Star Wars fucking started. <laughs> 2010 was a particularly good year for maple syrup production and resulted in the FPAQ needing additional warehouse space to store 16,000 drums, each containing 54 gallons of syrup. The Federation knew the warehouse had minimal security, no cameras or alarms, but they defended the decision thinking, who the hell is going to steal maple syrup? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. They were asleep at the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, dude. I mean, I guess you're not really thinking who the fuck is going to steal maple. I mean, that's fucking stupid, dude. They're in Quebec. They're literally in the province where half the province laughs like, oh, it's suspicious, man. Is that for real? real? Yeah, they're French. (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like half French. I'm half French, but I grew up like in like the prairies and shit. So I don't really know French, but my relatives are French and they are like that. Like, oh, fuck it. Oh, like they, they talk about, like they're misogynistic and it's their culture. You know? yeah, <laughs> like right. like if, if, if you're not misogynistic, you're betraying your culture. I love how people can just make excuses for themselves by saying, oh, it's just the way I was raised. I grew up being a piece of shit. And they're like, oh, it's, you get a pass. They're like, oh, I would eat the peanut out of her shit. It's just the way I was raised. <laughs> yeah. My culture. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I love whenever guys use that because they always say, that girl looks so good. I would basically lick a mile of shit to get to her brown eye. And they say things like that. To Yeah, isn't that how you propose to your wife? <laughs> Some of the characters I hang out with are... Very rambunctious. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. The warehouse was partly owned by the wife of one of the men directly involved in the heist. They were paid by the Federation to store their syrup, then figure they could get paid again by stealing syrup and replacing it with water. They just needed to find a buyer. It turns out running the maple syrup industry like a cartel is going to piss some people off along the way, and one of the ringleaders of the heist had been buying from the maple syrup black market for years to bypass the Federation. He even got his dad involved in the scam. All right, so there's even a fucking, there was a black market of maple syrup. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like, I mean, come on. Anytime there's an artificial inflation, there's a black market of weed in Canada, too. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, $2 less, you say? Oh, I'm in. That's so <laughs> hilarious, man, that it's legal, right? And then there's still a black market for a thing that used to be everything was the black market. Yeah, well, then, but it's also like, you know, hey, fuck you. Don't tell me I can't make more than X amount of maple syrup and sell it how I see fit. So, yeah, there's going to be a black market. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, I don't know. I I guess just because I have, uh, all my investments have been in grain and wheat. That's what I tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to get raped there. Oh, (laughs) motherfucker. Fucking fucking teed you up for that one, Dom Pare. An old canola hand job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, the thieves rented out space in the same warehouse the syrup was stored and stole a few barrels at a time. These barrels were moved to a separate warehouse where they were emptied, refilled with water, and returned to the original warehouse. The stolen syrup was then moved out of Quebec, where it was easier to sell away from the watchful eye of the Federation. Oh, so these, okay. So, so these motherfuckers is... couldn't tell the difference from the just water and syrup, or were they putting like sugar in there, making it like sort of a corn syrup plus sugar plus? Well, well they're not they like, even trying. They're not tasting it all the time. It's in their reserve, they're not even opening these barrels. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're just like sitting there. So it's, it's, they're like, it's got something in it. it. Must be the real shit. They didn't even think to the. To sample the the quality and do some little... The real thing you're missing here, at one day there was a literal maple syrup emergency. And when they went to get the maple syrup from the strategic reserve, <laughs> it was water. People died. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't, know, like... I don't know if you've heard of the Seven Days War, but this played a part. <laughs> oh, I so thought you were the great a... Canadian maple syrup famine. It was like a hunger strike, basically. They weren't going to eat their damn pancakes. We declared War Measures Act, and everyone had to stay home. They were, they were like, we're not going to eat our pancakes because there's no maple syrup, so we're basically going to do a fucking protest. You, you remember those six months that Canadians stopped apologizing for everything? That's what happened. <laughs> now I understand. That is fucking crazy, though. <laughs> I mean, and, and I guess this is my fault. Like, when I heard the title, because this is the first I hear about all this story, because Bobby wrote it, so this is the first I hear about the whole thing. When I read the headline that it was like, the great maple syrup heist, I was picturing like a fucking train and fucking horses, and they fucking knocked down. They fucking knocked down some barrels, and there was a shootout. But no, it was just like, yeah, yeah a little bit of a time. That, that, that's the great syrup heist. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit. 60 well, this... people died, Carlos. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let me not skip ahead. Despite being caught fairly early on by a security guard, he was kept quiet by his supervisor who was in on the scam. Ooh. Things only started to fall apart after the criminals got lazy and stopped bothering to refill the empty barrels with water. <laughs> That's too much to ask. I can have... yeah. All right. A Federation inspector was going through the victim warehouse's barrels and almost caused a barrel he was climbing on to topple over, something that would have been impossible if it was weight to the normal 600-plus pounds. They had a good thing going, got lazy, and fucked it all up. So that's what fucking, they just like, ah, you telling me I got to fucking fill this barrel with water? Yeah, yeah they got to move a 600-pound barrel now. Also, there's a fucking inspector who shows up to just go, yep, that's a barrel. <laughs> yes, right. you fucked that up. That's all it, you <laughs> fucked up. That's a barrel. <laughs> that was too much to ask. That was too, yeah. that was too much Ocean's Eleven fucking to do to fucking fill that shit with water. So I have to wonder, like, who is the fat cat that's living large, 
buying this shit illegally on the secondary market. And instead of having one pancake every day, they get to have two, motherfucker, because it's 10 cents cheaper. I, that's, that's what I'm wondering. I, yeah, I know. I don't. Probably like some bullshit, like some asshole in Dubai owns a skyscraper, wants a floor full of maple syrup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Swimming pool full of maple syrup for some kinky billionaire. So it, yeah, probably, it, it probably wasn't any cheaper on the retail end, only the wholesale end. You know what I mean? They probably sold it, I'm guessing, sold it all wholesale, and then it just ended up in stores and stuff. No, I'm, th- I'm thinking a Scrooge McDuck type has a swimming pool filled with maple syrup, the real <laughs> yes. shit, and it's just swimming around being like, suck my dick, bitch, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, suck my dick, you're fucking it's... swimming in some corn syrup and water and shit. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's a very flavorful dick at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm a human-sized duck. Are you afraid to fight me? <laughs> oh, God. What if I was horse-sized? All right, Ian, you can do this next paragraph. All right. The empty barrel led to a massive investigation, and soon dozens of people were arrested. The heftiest sentence was handed down to the guy who handled the sale of the stolen syrup, eight years in prison, and $9.4 million fine. Most of the stolen syrup had already made its way into the legal market and couldn't be traced. Oh, wow. So they didn't make the people that bought it return it? They wouldn't know. Honestly, like the best part is it's all sold in the same nondescript cans and jars. So it's like, like in Ottawa, it's the capital city here. They have a whole market that's just full of maple syrup shit. And like, you could probably just go to three vendors and be like, you want to sell this instead? And like, sure, let's do it. They'll actually make money. Because I mean, it's just all pure maple syrup. So it all should taste exactly the same, presumably, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the same shit. My dad, like, this is how Canadian I am. My dad used to do maple syrup <laughs> himself. Like, he owned a 100 acres, and he just put, you put buckets and a spigot into a maple tree. And then when the weather's warm enough, it just comes out. And then, like, that's it. You're like, this is this is just a finite resource, and that's the only reason it's jacked up. But it's like, like my dad would be like, it's like, man, every Christmas, you want some maple syrup? And I'd always be like, no. <laughs> like, if you give me this two-gallon jug of syrup, I might use it twice. <laughs> it's a lot. You know? It's like, that's how they kind of get away with it. Like, that little thing. They're like, here's this little thing of maple syrup because it's so powerful. But how many times are you going to have maple-glazed salmon in a year? Twice. <laughs> well, I think it's a shame that they didn't let the people in on the fact that it was stolen maple syrup because... Then you it get tasted that, that much sweeter. Yeah, because then you got that bad boy maple syrup. Dude. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, just to be like, just so you know, you didn't get away with it. This guy got a fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yeah. My best part about it is they gave him eight years. I guarantee you he got out in four for good behavior. And that fine, he just said, I can't afford it. And they went, we know you can't. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can close it out with the last paragraph. Since the syrup couldn't be recovered, the thieves ultimately viewed the operation as as a success since they stated their main goal was to get back at the unpopular FPAQ for its mistreatment of maple syrup producers. Oh, shit. So they were like actual real uh, gorillas. Yeah. They're freedom fighters. Just like Che Guevara over here. They're the fucking Mujahideen of maple syrup (laughs) over here. The ringleader responsible for selling the stolen syrup justified his actions by saying... Stealing from thieves is not stealing. Two wrongs make a right, baby. (laughs) And uh, in the aftermath of the heist, the FPAQ came under a lot of fire. Uh, Quebec's Minister of Agriculture even commissioned a report calling on the Federation to scrap its quotas and relax its regulations. And this is when the renaissance of Canada happened, I imagine. (laughs) Yeah. This is like 
probably 2009 or some shit. Is this, if you pay attention, it's the same plot as Avengers Endgame. So it's like, you know, <laughs> we're just setting up. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to go into our last segment. This is Indecorous Laws. Every week or whenever we feel like it, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed and others are sadly still on the books. One of them may be unverified. And again, Don, because you're from Canada, you can give us some uh, insight into this. Is this uh, things also in Canada, like different... Well, I guess you already kind of answered that before. Like some different provinces have different laws... Yeah, yeah. We have fucked up laws, too. Like, I think there's, like, an online database, but there was one where it was, like, it was written when cars were new, and it. I still remember because my buddy told me about it, but it was, like, the concept was if you were riding in your car and you came across cattle, you had to dismantle your car and hide it in the bushes so it was to not scare the cattle. <laughs> wow, holy shit. All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure that someone wrote that never having seen a car <laughs> yeah, is right. an old person who was like, you're telling me it might scare the semen out of my bull? No way. <laughs> right. yeah. You put that car back in your suitcase. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. Uh, <laughs> you fucking kids in your TikToks. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> all right. Well, we're doing New Mexico. So, Bobby, I'll let you do this first one. It is illegal to improperly use official anthems like the Star-Spangled Banner or O'Fair New Mexico. Improper use of official anthems consists of singing, playing, or rendering the anthems in any public space or assemblage in this state except as an entire or separate composition or number. All right, so now I put this on there hoping that you guys would understand what this means. Can you guys figure this out? Improper use means that it's a singing, playing, or rendering that is as an entire or separate composition or number. Do you guys got it? Like, like if you're doing karaoke to the fucking national anthem or something? Is this just a long roundabout way of saying we don't want any black people singing this? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the bottom line with a lot of these laws that we do, because there's a recurring segment, and I think a lot of them are just, a, hey, how can we arrest black people? Well, that's basically yeah, all that's it pretty is. Much what they were doing. They, they just got tired of just one too many brave, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. And the brave was going on too long. Oh, fuck. Like, Jesus, stop dragging that fucking word out. I think we should make a law to punish anyone that goes over five seconds on that. <laughs> someone just jump out and tackle Christina Aguilera to the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. like, I, I gotta take a piss. Come on, fucking end <laughs> this shit already. I've never heard Oh Fair New Mexico before. I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, if North Carolina's got a fucking song, I've never heard it. <laughs> yeah. I think Outside most... of like Petey Pablo's Come On, Raise Up, you know? I think... Yeah, that's right. North Carolina is a helicopter. You, yeah. have you, you heard that, Dom? Dom you guys got uh, North Carolina is a helicopter? No, I've never. Wait, is that a song you guys have? Yeah. No, yeah, dude. A P.D. Pablo rapper from I don't even know where in North Carolina, but he had a song about, what, 15 years ago that said North Carolina is a helicopter? Yeah, come on, raise up. Everybody take your shirt off, twist, spin it around your head like wow. a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, that shit got really popular. Wow. <laughs> I'm not doing us any favors right now, am I? No, you're not, my friend. I know I'm I'm quite a bit more north than you two, but it makes it easy for me to look down on you. <laughs> Ontario has a song. It's horrible. What is it? It literally just goes, it's a good things grow in Ontario. That's it. 
<laughs> embarrassing, dude. It's more of like a jingle. Did that in public, man. It's it's they're trying, you know, and that's all we need in Canada is just effort. That ain't no opportunity grows in Tisdale. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I think we changed our slogan to "Open for Business," and then we changed it again because it was like doesn't appeal to the regular people of Ontario. Yeah, you, you, you Ontario actually went back to Ontario is the rape of land and honey. Like that's how. They're trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we fucked it up. Ontarians will rape you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ian, you can do this next law. All right, for over a century, New Mexico banned idiots from voting. But in 2016, the law was repealed and idiots are allowed to vote again. Yeah. So about a hundred years ago, they passed a law where idiots couldn't vote. And so now it's not PC. So idiots, you know, like, just go ahead. Do they have any sort wow. of definition, Carlos, for what, what constitutes an idiot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that old thing. You where, look it up. Like, Red hat, MAGA. Yes, right. Yeah. American flag paraphernalia. Yeah. Yeah. And you noticed it was in 2016. So who got voted president in 2016? (laughs) But yeah, it's that it's that old thing where like every and, you know, I think uh, Segura did a bit about it. Stanhope did a bit about it. Like eventually every word that gets used to describe people that are mentally handicapped becomes an insult. So, yeah. So yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was the medical term back then whenever this law passed. Like, okay, uh, idiot. It just, and I, and I think I actually looked this up. It was anybody that had an IQ under like 15 was considered an idiot. Like that was the medical terminology for it. So they were not allowed to vote. And that's why there's like everything. Eventually it's like, oh no, you can't call people idiots anymore. So they had to change it. I would like to think that at some point in time, like, dumbass was an official diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking butthead. Buttheads aren't allowed to vote. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's important to always have your finger on the pulse of what's, like, the new retard, you know? <laughs> I don't know what it is right now. Like, everyone's calling each other, like, Karen is, is lovely. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, right. that's great. But you can't ban that. Like, I think there's, like, a loophole they figured out there. You just walk around calling people Karen all day. It has the same effect. You're right. Autism's having a moment right now. It's both a compliment and an insult, depending on how you use it. So, yeah. That's another one. That's yeah. Aut- autistic is either retard or super genius, depending on how you're using it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's just like, what are you, Rain Man? Or like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what level? Because it's a spectrum, right? Right. So like, exactly. You can tell me you have autism, and I don't know exactly what that means. You know. Absolutely. It's either like, all right, there's nothing that is going to come out of you that makes any sense, or if I drop a box of toothpicks, you can tell me exactly how many I just dropped. E- Exactly. Yeah, you're either like living at home till you're 40 or counting cards. But I will say this, though, and I'm going to run this through you guys because I've thought about this for a long time. On the other side of this, I think that people that are more in tune to what's going on in whatever their country, whether it be United States, Canada, it can happen in any country, their vote can count more. What do you guys think about that? I th- Like maybe not twice as much, but maybe like one and a half. Well, you have to define what in tune means. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, and that is the issue, Dom. We're going to get to a point where people are like, woman's intuition means that I get 100 votes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'm an empath. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
maybe just about like some sort of political literacy test. You know, well, that's the of... way that's the way I envisioned it. It's like if you want, you don't have to, but if you want, you can take a test that tests how in tune you are. And I mean, and it doesn't have to be like super complicated. It's just like basic stuff about the civics of your own. Like, I mean, basic stuff like in the United States, uh, like how many senators and how many representatives there are. Like, like basic shit like that, that a lot of motherfuckers don't have no idea. Right? Yeah. So if you can just pass that minimal level, okay, your vote counts one and a half. You know what you, you could do in your, your systems kind of like, it's it's more complicated, but it shouldn't fucked. be. But yeah, it's fucked. Uh, it's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, because you guys have gerrymandering and all this. Yeah. Shit. But to take Carlos's idea, give the weight of the votes to younger people, and then the power of the vote dissipates the closer you get to eighty or ninety or whatever. Like you start out at twenty years old, and you have like your vote counts for three, and then by the time you're seventy, it only counts for one. <laughs> like you change shit real fast. I mean, you know? it, it. I absolutely agree with that. But yeah, yeah but then you're gonna be like, ah, oh, fucking ageism and shit. Because kids, though, but kids don't vote. Like every single time that every Rock the Vote, every Obama Hope campaign, all that shit, Bernie, all of it, they all show up to the things and they don't show up on voting day. But if you actually, it's almost just even keels the thing, really. If you the, I guess the only the only thing I could see going wrong with something like that is then there'd be like the death penalty for having called somebody gay when you were in elementary school. Well, I mean, of course. <laughs> you should all kill everybody. Yeah, common sense laws. <laughs> yeah, Again, it's not, it's not doubting yeah. that they're, it's authoritarian. It's about if it's moral authoritarian. And it's okay to kill someone if they offended you on the day that you were being a cunt. <laughs> like, Social justice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, no, but then you also have to take into consideration, did this happen at a safe space, or did it not happen at a safe space? I mean, you know, there's a lot of fucking... And if uh, it was at a safe space, did they acknowledge the unceded territory of the Algonquin tribe previous? <laughs> <laughs> Were they first peoples? That's what you guys call it, right? First peoples? They just call them engines. Yeah, in- I don't know, we, I think uh, we say, I think say ab- aborig- there's two acceptable terms, and they're kind of interchangeable. I think it's native and aboriginal, but... I don't don't quote me on that because I don't want my career. No, that's that's all we're looping when we do this uh, promo for this podcast. (laughs) You will never believe what Dom Paré said on the Indecorous podcast. (laughs) It's it's just all these clips. He says rape thirty times. (laughs) (laughs) Just a montage rape, rape, no context. We tried to explain to him canola, but he would not listen. Rape, rape, (laughs) keeps going. Rape, 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 rape. You notice you can't spell rape without paré. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an anagram. <laughs> Canada's, Canada's edgiest comedian, and it's just me being sorry. I don't say sorry. That's right. All right. Bobby, you can do this right. last one over. Uh, according to New Mexico Statute 30-6-1, Section G, a person who commits intentional abuse of a child 12 to 18 years of age that results in the death of the child is guilty of a first degree felony. As opposed to what? Yeah, Whoopsie like my fucking, bad. I mean, of course. Do you get to plead whoopsie yeah. my bad or something? I mean, holy shit. All right, guys. All right. I, I ran out of stupid laws to find for this segment, so I had to put this one in. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes there's not Wait, enough. You're telling me that's. 
Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you telling me that's not a law? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. That's the law. I, I, I ran out of silly laws. Sometimes I got to put actual fucking things in here. <laughs> yeah, this one's not verified. Give it a shot. Fire yeah, <laughs> beware. But... Did you just intentionally abuse and kill that 11-year-old? Well, don't worry about it. There's no repercussions. <laughs> Our laws do not cover that range. Yeah, Today's your lucky day. We're yes. double check to see if it's on the books. It's not on the books. Totally yeah. Legal. Have a kid that's getting on your nerves. New Mexico is the state for you. <laughs> 911, what's your emergency? Somebody is beating a 10-year-old. We don't care. We don't. <laughs> Next. See, go, go take your problems to old Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, uh, just so you know, the original name of New Mexico was Rape Mexico, and they changed it. Rape Mexico of honey. All right, guys, we reached the end of the podcast. Dom, thank you so much for doing the podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. This is is very enjoyable. I think you guys got a good flow. Thank you. Thank you for being here, dude. Do you have anything you want to promote? I mean, uh, social media or anything. Find me on Twitter at... D and then P-A-R-E, because I got in real early on the Twitter game, and it's just my first initial and my last name. And then my Instagram is uh, fuck Instagram, uh, and it's just pictures of <laughs> fuck Instagram. Nice. <laughs> you fucking got really early on that one. And, uh, and on Facebook, I have a fan page, uh, but let's just get honest. Just add me as a human being. <laughs> I want to hit that 5,000 mark where I have to get a second Facebook so I can be like Don Prey 1 and 2. And you'd be like, this guy's almost as big as Kayvon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing the podcast, my man. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Peace. Bobby, you got any last words? <sighs> yeah. Perfect, bud. One of those days. You? Ian, you got any last words? All this talk about rape has got me wanting to, to, to cuddle with my kitties. They always try to cuddle rape me, if you will. Oh, so, Okay. It's the unprovoked, un- unwarranted request for cuddles. It starts and ends with they just jump in my lap and fucking take the cuddles from me. It's basically a cuddle rape. Then they piss on you? And then sometimes the <laughs> piss does come, come a-flowing. Yeah, you're burying the lead there. I believe that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, you'll notice, you'll notice he didn't even say who was pissing. You just say, yeah, sometimes the piss just comes a-flowing. I mean, you know. What I, mean? You know. I get that's a little excited when my kitties cuddle me. What can I say? Icing on the cake. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to support us monetarily and financially, please hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash comedy. We have all kinds of tiers from $1 to, I believe, $20. You know, if we get fancy with it, we might do a $10,000. Even our sad liberal tiers that people keep thinking we're going to be shedding. They're yeah, out there for exactly. grabs, too. You can jizz all over those. So... <laughs> Thank you for following the podcast. Thank you for listening. Walk your cat. Walk your cat.